Welcome to the Educator State of Mind podcast, the best daily resource for educators to thrive at work and flourish in life. I'm your host, Jake Ruzzi. Every day, we'll explore tips, tricks, tools, practices, and stories to help you achieve and maintain a healthy life-work balance while working in education. Let's get to it. Today, on the final episode on the topic of improving focus, we are going to talk about task and time batching. And so what is task batching? We'll start with that one. When you think about task batching, what you should think about is how can I take my tasks that require a similar mindset, similar brain power, similar skills, similar trains of thought, and how can I do them together, even if that is not the most linear option for completing a task. Because sometimes what we try to do is complete a task all at once that requires different skills, different trains of thoughts, different inputs from other people, and that can create a lot of friction in the tasks that we have. And by batching things that are similar, we can achieve a higher level of focus by not having to switch between these tasks. This can look like taking a task that you do regularly and that is predictable and has clear timeframes when you for when you need to get these things done and then being able to pick it apart and get pieces of it done all at once. So for example, if you are an elementary teacher and you have to plan all of your subjects every single day, what you can consider doing is planning all of the same subject for a longer period of time all at once. So what this could look like, and this is going to sound extreme, but you could plan all of your science lessons ahead of time for the entire month, all at once. Because if you're planning your science lessons, you're swimming through similar topics, similar ideas, similar methods of delivery, and the setup for that is going to be a lot less friction than if you try to plan math, and then science, and then social studies, and then language arts. Because you're having to switch in between these different modes of thinking, it can actually slow you down. So then, perhaps you plan all of your science lessons for the entire month out over the course of a couple of days, and then over the course of the next couple of days, you plan all of your math lessons. And using this batching method sounds like a lot of work, but remember, we're just getting the same amount of things done, just in a different way. It's a mindset shift that we have to think about not completing tasks in a linear fashion, but in a fashion that conserves our time and energy by not having to switch between these different mindsets and these different skill sets that we have to use and different trains of thought and ways of thought. There is a slippery slope that I run into sometimes. And for example, another way that you can consider time batching is if you have data that you collect throughout the course of a week for any number of things, you could save up that data and enter it all at once. For me, that is quite the slippery slope because I'm the kind of person who, if I put things off or if I set an intention that I will get to it later, sometimes later comes and goes and I still haven't been able to get to that task. So we have to be really intentional about the way that we task batch because we can't put things off 
and just say that we'll get to it all at once later, or else we're going to end up with a huge pile of work that's going to really stress us out, and we're not going to have enough time to actually get it done. But if we're intentional and we can plan ahead, then we can start to group some of our similar tasks together. And so the next element of this is time batching. And so this is less about the actual task that you're working on and more about the way that you're spending your time focusing on specific tasks. And so to use an example of this idea, we're going to use something called the Pomodoro technique, which you can look it up online and kind of get the full story of this. I don't want to go into that today, so I'm just going to break it down real simple for you. The basics of the Pomodoro technique is that you set a timer for 25 minutes of deep work, and then at the end of that time, you take a five-minute break doing something restorative, getting up and stretching, going and getting a drink of water, going and doing something recommended not to scroll social media or go do something that's just going to send you down a rabbit hole and drain your energy compared to getting you ready for the next series of work. For when you come back at the end of that five minutes and set your timer for another 25 minutes and then work until that timer goes off. And so this sounds like a pretty simple thing, right? The idea is that after you do a couple of these Pomodoro sessions, then at the end of four sessions, you would take a longer, more restorative break. So that could look like 15 to 30 minutes where you could take a little walk around your building or eat, a, eat your lunch or go chat with a friend or have a coffee break. Do anything that makes sense for you. Now, of course, this isn't necessarily something that we can build into our schedules as educators because it's not like we can just have an hour of time working and relaxing and jumping on and off between things and then going and having lunch. No, we have a schedule to stick to. But using this idea within the structures that we already have could be pretty powerful. Say, for example, you have a 45-minute planning period. You could use the Pomodoro technique to do one 25-minute deep work session, take a five-minute break, and then use your last 15 minutes for work or something else, even taking a different kind of break like we talked about before where you could reset your classroom, prepare yourself for students to come back, whatever that looks like for you. And now you might be thinking, why would I bother setting a timer when I could just work that whole 45 minutes and not have to worry about it? And in my opinion, it's kind of a weird psychological trick that you're essentially tricking yourself into focusing a little bit more. If there's a timer and you know that at the end of that timer you get to take a break, there is a bit of a subconscious shift to be able to allow you to shift your focus in a more intentional way than if you just say, oh, well, I have 45 minutes of unstructured time that I can just kind of do all of my work in no real structured kind of way. So it's just a little trick. You could try it out. For some people, it works well. For others, it doesn't work so well, but take it if you can. And so those are just some simple ideas to get you thinking about how you can better batch your time and your tasks as far as using less energy and a little bit more intention in how you approach your to-do lists and the time that you have available to you. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you for listening, and I will see you tomorrow.
Thank you for listening to the Educator State of Mind podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is extremely valuable because together we can make this show the best daily resource for educators. And did you know that you can get involved with the show? If you'd like to learn more about being a part of the podcast, head over to jakerusey.com forward slash podcast for more information. I accept submissions for episode ideas, sound clips to include in the show, and invitations for interviews. If you have something important to say, let's get it on the show. Thanks again, and have a spectacular day.